Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. The Butcher Baker, the Righteous Maker. A really beautiful opening. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I inspired now. I decided to sing, give him a theme song. <laughs> that would be his theme song? I feel like... Really? I feel, I feel, like, I feel like it'd be more like... I don't know. I, have a nice I, was, I was thinking more. I was thinking more seventies disco myself. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to do it like, 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 like the seventies or eighties like cops, beat. or like the eighties cops, like. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I see where you're going. Maybe it was just. Maybe it was just the portrayal that you were trying. Why to don't do comics come with like a soundtrack? Like they should they, have like. Uh, a, Okay, not to get oh, away Scott from uh, indie well. comics, but DC Metal right now. Yeah, Scott DC Snyder's Metal. Scott Snyder's putting yes. out his own Spotify playlist. That is, that's, that's, which is pretty yeah. rad. <laughs> and, then Scott, and then Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, that's we true. got we got that with. Uh, yeah, so anyway, if you're writing a comic, give us a playlist. Yeah, exactly. right. We'll listen to it. That'd be hilarious and awesome. Like every time, like, yeah, they just put up their own music for every like theme song for. And I'll every be honest character. right now, every single por- porn of this book, I was hearing a different song practically on every single page. I think it said porn. Every single porn of this video. Well, that was book. Freudian. I was going to say pretty much the entire book was porn is what it was. Well, <laughs> let's dive in. Uh, okay, guys, I'm just going to throw it out there, which I shouldn't be saying, but I don't think anyone from work is going to hear this. I was like taking a break at work and read some of it at work. And like literally every time someone came by, I would like switch to another yeah, tab. Yeah, it was, it was like watching porn at work. It was terrible. I was like, I can't. I I work at a company where you cannot. It's it would not have been cool if somebody had looked in there. Um, that is the definitely something that we <laughs> will bring up and we talk not about. Not safe for work, y'all. Yeah, about the content. Um, Read but yeah, this yeah. at home. Yeah, let, let, let's singing. <laughs> you see what you did. I know, right? <laughs> it's just the power of song. Um, okay, so yeah, let, let's let's just, let's jump in. Let's uh, let's do this. Butcher Baker. The Righteous Maker, available yes, from Image Comics and by Joe Casey, part of Man of Action yep. and Entertainment, and they are also the publishers as well. Um, but um, yeah, let's dive in. So this book is crazy, off the wall. <laughs> um, I, I guess balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think this is one of those books that we were. It was an action comedy again. You know, we, we've done a couple of them already. Um, I, and I, I would I would say if you would go back or if you want to kind of liken something uh, to what we've already talked about. Um, Man versus Rock would be a good episode to yeah, go back. Yeah, that would definitely be comparable. Uh, yeah, if you want to go back and listen to those two episodes and, you know, after you read this book, um, you know, I think that would also be another book that you would enjoy and kind of understand what we're going to be talking about because we're... I, I know I'm going to say a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So, um, but that's just me. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so what did you guys think about Butcher Baker? Like go ahead, Maddie. You start this time. I'm usually always the one to start, so go right ahead. That is true. You you do always start. I which, do, which is fine. Like I mean, <laughs> I'm always one of those people who wants to go go I, like on the gathering or everything else. I always am the one. But well, of course, I, and I and I don't mind first. starting either and everything. But I want to hear some fresh perspective now. So no, exactly. Go right, go right ahead, Maddie. I think it's interesting because I think up. we're all like different points in a triangle about this. I'm oh yeah. I, I'm very solidly in the middle where I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fascinating. Um, I was taking notes because I knew that we would be doing this. How many pages again? How many pages? I mean, it's it's like a stenograph, like, so it's not a huge paper, but six pages of like quotes and things I thought were interesting and points that it brought up. And I felt like I was like reading a novel or like really stood out to you. Yeah. And I I think this in particular, a lot of comics, you go through them and you're like, cool, this has plot, this has action, whatever. But this really did have a lot of things that brought up questions and brought up, you know, what is the American dream? What is an American hero? <laughs> what is a hero? Like you have so many things that I think we'll talk about some of them. At least I hope we will. I have some great notes, but um, of course. I'm prepared, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I like something that makes you think. And like, while yeah. it was yeah. gratuitous at times, while some of the characterizations were maybe not as full as I usually like, I think that the point of it, there's a lot of things that I forget what I'm thinking about now that I, I can said is something similar, but sometimes like a social commentary. Well, yeah, sometimes it's not about the characters. It's no. not about, and this this book, it wasn't about the characters. I mean, it was about Butcher, but other than him. Like different viewpoints. Yeah, everybody else was there just to facilitate his story, and it was about what was happening, not yeah. about the individuals. Yeah. And I think that that's yeah. really, when you look at it that way, I think it was really compelling, and it like, what was it saying? And I also think that it's a story that maybe doesn't necessarily believe in its own aesthetic. Yeah. Like, I think it was saying something beyond, like, you could read into it and just say, like, oh, cool, this is what it is. But I think it was 
talking about what it was at yeah. the same time, and that's what I really liked about it. Uh, but, uh, before we say anything else, um, we're going to go into spoiler territory. We didn't really get to last month because uh, it is hard to get a hold of Guns of Blazing. Um, so we didn't want to spoil it for people. We wanted right. people to read it, and I think part of that discussion kind of made up for it with you know talking with them, and that's, I think what made it a lot more fun and interesting. Um, kind of hear you know hearing them talk and discussing them what we thought with them, uh, you know, about the book with them. Um, so this, so we are going to definitely go into spoilers. There are eight issues that uh, it concluded those eight issue arc um, a while back, and then the trade yeah. paperback just came out very recently. So you yep. can Check get that. Out. So you can get it. Basically anywhere, Comixology, Barnes Noble, um, Amazon, and there's so much extras too. Yeah, manofaction.com. Um, Two hundred yeah, fifty so sweet, sweet pages, y'all. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of extra stuff, which is cool. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyways, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to do a spoiler warning, and yeah, a little bit. It's only eight issues, and it's all available. So. Um, okay, so, uh, okay, Jeff, how about you? Let, initial thoughts, and then we'll oh, dive back. Oh, Also, you... just to throw out here, Jeff, how long did it take you to read the whole thing? Oh, yeah. 34 minutes. Oh, my wow. Shut your mouth. Good okay, job. so, like, I think we I, need I, to do, like, a Jeff versus Maddie time, because <laughs> Jeff, like, consumes comics, and well, see, I'm so I, impressed. I take, yeah. It took me four and a half hours. Yeah, it took me two and a half hours. So, like... <laughs> it took me literally 34 minutes, just because, I'll tell you right now, this story right here, I just could not put down. This, yeah. it, this two date is... My most favorite book that we have ever done for any comics action. Ever. Yes. Really? And all the stuff that we have done to this point right here. And part of it, I think, is because, you know, I do have a bit. I do like to, politically, I do like to say that I'm an American patriot and everything. And I was just feeling it <laughs> dripping off this guy left and right. So, you know, I was really loving that about him. So but you, at the same, you understood him and you. I understood him probably a little bit too dang much is what I did. <laughs> but what was also good about it was. It didn't take itself too seriously, and the point that this was very much paradising. Jeff um, is the, currently the, the painting pa his car red, white, and blue, and adding some. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> like besides the point. Steam yes, I want. Yes, I want the. <laughs> yes, yes, I want to make my truck the bell. I will just say it right now. I want <laughs> Vanity my truck. license plate. Incoming. I want my truck to be the Liberty Bell. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but what was also good about it though is that it was paradising it too. Mm -hmm. It was this was parody left and right. You think I mean, so? Totally. Oh, totally. I mean, it was. I mean, almost to the point that it was like uh, that. You know, it would it would not have been the book it was had it not been for all the all these uh, great and they're and they're not mm. subtle either. These are very these are very poignant right there, right before your eyes, right there. Whether it's paradising something that quite obviously is borrowing pig borrowing references from so many darn works right there. I mean, just with Butcher Baker alone. Yeah, I saw the Captain America right there, like off the bat. That was that, that was quite obvious right there. But I you know the what? Star Wars references. I also but yeah. <laughs> oh the Star Wars references and the Star Trek references were pretty darn what good. What's the Star actually. Trek reference? Uh, uh absolutely actually. Oh, I mean, okay, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But there were like very direct Star Wars references that were great. Well, that like one. The Darth Vader suit and the. Well, uh, there was that. The Beggar's Darth Canyon. Vader suit was also there, too. So you saw a lot of parody right there. But also, it just. It's everything that you think is good about being an American patriot, yet at the same time, you see, same time you see the dark, seamier side of it. Totally. You see the flaws of it, and you're thinking, like, wow. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm at a Patriot too, but you know what? This guy's really talking about some stuff that makes you look inward about it. So I like that, that, and that's why I liked it. I think I probably saw too much, uh, <laughs> too much that was good about him and the story at the same time about that, because it's just it's everything that I've wanted in a book and more. That's why I think I've really loved this book more than anything up to this point that we have done in indie comics. Not to not to also mention that Mike Huddleston's. Artwork is amazing. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna dive into that. It's totally amazing. And now, as we'll go more into depth in this, I can understand some of the delays that we saw in this book because <laughs> of how amazing that art is. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, I, 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 I. Tyler has a yes, complicated Tyler, how, how answer. You, how, how did you how, how did you enjoy this? I you know I I do like it because it is something that's fresh and new. Um, I don't see the. I don't. I don't see the parody aspect of it. Maybe I that's see why it. you don't like it as much, is because you don't it, like. Maybe. I see it as a satire. Well, there, there was definitely both. satire in there. Definitely. I don't. I don't think a parody. I. I believe that it is a straight up story because there's a lot of social way, like the things he talks about, especially the last two issues, where it's him butting heads with. Um, we know one of the villains is Jihad Jones. Yeah. Um, that Jihad Jones is making up, or is actually making up a 
opinion on a lot of people. And then Butcher Baker is the other side. And he, even he says, he goes, I don't even, like, argue. I'm not even arguing with you. I just want to beat you because I just what I do. Like, I mean, and that's the thing is I think it's more of a satire where it's just like. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, when like, I also we're, said. We're when both... I said parody specifically, I'm also not meaning in the sense that none of it can be taken seriously. Actually, there's a whole lot in this story that can be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very and, seriously. And, and that's why, I th- and that's why I think it's more of a satire. Satires are where it is a social com- commentary that is, that has that's kind of embellishing it, and making it a little bit more humorous. Oh yeah, where a parody, where elements a, of both. Yeah, and like, and in, in the art yeah. and, so, and some, I think there's some references, but for me, I don't think it's a parody because I love parodies and. I like the book. I think that it's something very, very different, which is almost everything that we, we've read so far. We haven't read anything that's like really the same. Well, that's what's been the strong point of this show at the beginning is we, we find something very unique about every yeah. single work that we've ever read and com- um, commented on in this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, think that, um, I think for this, it went by really, really quickly. I think the characters are fantastic, but oh, yeah. um, I think overall it may not have been my cup of tea, as much as I like, you know, like naked, you know, females and stuff. And like, and I'm not grossed out or anything like that. I feel like it just went so far with like so much nudity and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you know, it's like, I get it. I would have liked to see a little bit more of like, you know, Jihad Jones, maybe a little bit more of, of the character, uh, White Lightning. Oh, um, white, white lining, especially. You yes. know, I thought that they were really, really cool, and then things just kind of went and gone. Maybe. Well, they didn't I think get... that was kind of just because it was from his perspective. Yeah, like I we was were looking at this from too, Butcher's obviously perspective. Obviously, it is Butcher Baker, the righteous maker that yeah. we're talking about here. So they're going to focus on him more. I'll tell you right now, I was feeling the same vibes as you. I wanted to see a little bit more of Jihad Jones, which makes me think that. What would be good for something like this is if he ever wanted to come back to it, that Joe Casey could do like maybe a one shot of Jihad Jones, like like almost like a prequel story or something like that. Because this guy yeah. was this guy was definitely sophisticated. Yeah. But what I loved Jihad jo- Jones the most during that whole thing was when he was having his philosophical arguments with the absolutely. Yeah. Those I'm- parts were the amazing parts, and I tell you right now, I probably loved those things. Almost as equally as all the very uber patriotic stuff that I was seeing in the in the story as well. Those, those scenes, I was just like, "Oh my god, just amazing." Yeah, I mean, I, I I like it. It's just when I say it's not my cup of tea, it's just um, I'm very glad I read it. I think it's a actually really important thing for independent comic books. Uh, it's just I'm not the audience for this exactly 100. percent And I think that's pretty interesting about this particular book. This is the first time that you've had that particular attitude about a book on any. But it's not bad, like, and that's the thing. Which it's is like, not, it's, which is not bad at yeah, all. I just it's, think it's, it's interesting that you've had that. Yeah, it's it's not a negative, and I think that it, it it shows that like you know it didn't it did bring a lot of you know thought into it, and I think it's very very brilliant in its own way. I think that. Um, Maybe I was expecting a little bit more humor and more of a parody than a sat, you know, than kind of like a uh, phil- in a certain part, a very philosophical kind of train ride, I guess, or, you know, or a big truck ride. And um, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's great. And I, I want to dive into the art later on, but let me, I think the art is just oh, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I don't know what I would would want differently because I don't know. I, I, I think maybe it was just kind of like um, I was reading it. And I think maybe it was like the whole thing was like, you know, if I was reading this, you know, with my girlfriend right next to me or I was at work, <laughs> then definitely I definitely would not be able to do it. Um, but I, I, I don't know. How fast are you at switching tabs? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think it's fantastic. I think I think it's great. I think it has it's good for uh, a great audience. Um, you know, maybe it was just, maybe, I mean, today was kind of a hectic day. Maybe that just reflected on that, but I mean, well, and maybe you went in expecting it to be something that it wasn't. Yeah. That's probably Cause, it. Like it was not funny. It wasn't meant to be funny. It was, you know, like yeah. I think it just like, I think that well, I, if there was any funny parts, it was almost like an ironic kind of funny. Yeah. Is what it would have been. Yeah. It would have um, been an ironic funny. Yeah. I, um, I, again, I, I don't have any issues well with it i don't have anything bad about it i don't say i don't want to say that i didn't like it like i would like to see what hap- what, what continues on but um I, I don't know i don't know maybe it's just maybe it was just is today is it an ongoing series uh there's it is going to continue on interesting so. although yeah. we have kind of a real real kind of cliffhanger <laughs> at the very end of it <laughs> is with it what's gonna going to be on. a prequel yeah <laughs> i um, um so i have some like, i can kind of lead things if you want with my fancy no yeah absolutely of course. Of course. um first i want to bring up and this is maybe something jeff can kind of address more yeah. because it's it's very tied to your americana um but like he mentioned you like that 
he mentions I am the American dream. And I kind of wrote down, you know, what is the American dream? Who is it? And yeah. what does that mean? Um, and maybe you can share your interpretation. I'll tell you right now, I was seeing that too. And ironically, I'm going to bring music back into it again. But when I was thinking <laughs> of that whole thing, I was thinking of American made <laughs> yes. all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking like Hulk Hogan era and all that kind of stuff. Like Uber, or, str- Uber or just strong. the fact that he was just driving in a truck all day and he probably has like a very American soundtrack and he's just, he's a trucker. He's a <laughs> well, blue you see, and, and you see, that's the thing. I think when it comes to American dream type stuff and everything, I think it's almost like hearkening back to the individualistic uh, rugged frontier yeah. um, individual that's, you know, out there to fight the rising odds and everything, whether it's on his own or with a little help from his fr- friends, but in his case, usually on his own. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much at the heart of what's always been pretty much um, at the heart of what would be considered like, you know, the American dream. I think it's yeah. like, you know, that that's this individual right here. It's, 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 it's him, Butch, fighting these guys. And, but of course, you know, we see that this American dream is also kind of skewed now because even he has made a big mistake. Yeah. With what he tried to do with taking these guys out. So I think the individualistic thing is at the heart of what we're looking at with this guy. I think, I think I know what was kind of bugging me was like, I yeah. felt like it was something that was really deviating away from what the original thing was. Is like, I guess I didn't really care for the, um, the Jay Leno, Dick Cheney plot. Oh, those were amazing, though. You didn't like that? Well, what was it about that specifically? Well, I think that it was like, to... I, I, I felt like I felt like that's what made it kind of maybe disjointed where I was like where it because that was like straight up like really. You know what? Yeah, I, I see with the parody in that. Like it went from it went from satire with Butcher Baker and, you yeah. know, going up against these, you know, these villains yeah. and then having phil- philosophical or just like you know, like thoughts and his, uh-huh. you know, his own thoughts or, you know, uh, jihad or, um, or with the, uh, or the absolutely. Um, right. I think, you know, it was crazy kind of going from there and then it going like an ongoing story. And then it would just cut over to these two characters that I didn't really understand what they were doing or what their point was, except they're for, the a man. except for a cliffhanger. It's kind of like what she was saying. It's like, they're the man. They're obviously the one that's like, you know, the, high corporate military industrial complex type yeah. individuals that the are behind po- the, the scenes pulling all the damn yeah. strings. The white men in the black suits, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I, yeah. That you think are the ones that are actually on Butch's side in the beginning, only to find out, yeah, he they they were not on his side ever. Yeah, I, again, I, again, it's not bad. It was just something, uh, maybe maybe that just kind of rubbed me wrong. And then, I mean, I'm going to go I'll back and I'll tell you precisely, that's where the parody in it started for me was when I saw those two. I, and that's yeah. what made me smile immediately. It was like, well, quite obviously, oh, I'm looking great. at Jay Leno cool. and Dick Cheney here. So. Well, and you have this idea of like, okay, so Butcher Baker is this American individual. Yeah. But he would just be having sex and drinking and smoking all day unless the man comes and gives him a job. So he needs this job, but then the job is also kind of what's destroying him, and he's, like, enchained by it. And I think that that's really interesting as well. I would agree with that, but also remember when he gets back into the job, he constantly is saying how much I miss this and how much he's getting his groove back when he's doing it. Sure, but he needed them to come. You know, like, if they had never showed up, there would be no story. I also don't understand why they... So you don't think he would have done, done something on his own unless they had pretty much been the impetus behind it then? You think he yeah, just well, would have not, still been... Yeah, well, not in this way, I think. Okay. You know, like, like he's a soldier and he needs a commander. And yeah. I think that's what's really interesting about it to me. Ooh. And I'll get into this... I like how you put it like that. ...later. But yeah, like, like I mean, I guess... Something that bothered me, which I was going to say this a little bit, but I think it speaks to it at the same time because, you know, this is my perspective, but Mm -hmm. you have, you know, yet again, disposable women and like his, you know, oh my gosh, I'm like Sylvia. Um, Look, I even remembered her name. Yeah. Um, You have Sylvia and you have this, you know, I'll get into what that means for him as a hero, but like she is very disposable. All the women are kind of just there to be, to have be sex objects basically but, pretty much but at the same time yeah. butcher baker is disposable too and he the says suits. it too yeah he you know in a way everybody's disposable to the man to america to the industrial yeah, complex exactly. and i think that that has a really big point at yeah. the end that right. you know he is just a soldier and he doesn't mean anything like uh, again like i'm not trying to say it in, again like i keep i know i keep saying this i do like this book there's a lot of things you gotta that... just let it go stop apologizing i know <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm also just really really tired, but I I really do like this book. There's a lot of things this book has done that I've never read in the comic book, and I, right. and I love it very much for that, and very original. So I think uh-huh. maybe if I had a little bit more sleep or wasn't as stressed out, maybe I would have liked this book a lot more. That's quite so possible, we'll not but record what time. 
Tyler yeah. to sleep from now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, well, and, and to that, uh, to go back to that um, the yeah. idea of a hero, I wrote down one of the quotes I wrote was, "You paint on your colors, and you get out there, and you fight evil in whatever form it happens to come in. You fight for what you believe in, whatever that happens to be." And just this kind of war culture and hero culture, and what yeah. is a hero? Is it morality, like a la yeah. Captain America? Right. Is it getting the job done, which is really Butcher Baker? Like he gets it yeah. done, he finishes yeah. the job, and he that's very important to him. He doesn't yeah. necessarily do it the right way. Like he, he mentions caring about casualties when he was younger more, and now he well, doesn't. Yeah, they also say something like, you know, back in the day, it wasn't. Uh, collateral damage it was acceptable losses back in the day and exactly so it's like yeah. so he is more about getting the job done versus is it a morality he's, he's thing very he's very machiavellian in that sense it's not so much about the yeah the the the, the means are far outweighed by the end and yeah well and, and he's literally like running a cop off the road he's running the law out like the oh, law yeah, can't exactly. catch up to him the law can't contain him exactly but i also interpreted that particular scene it's like I think he's starting to get it. He's starting to get the juices flowing again. So he wanted a little fun. So he, because yeah. quite obviously, he's obviously breaking the law already with the speed right there that he's doing. But at the same time, I think he was trying to eke out something like, hmm, you think I could get away with doing that? And it's like, oh, this dinky sheriff cop here, whoever he is and everything, I'll just run him off the road. Who gives a, who gives a flying? But F? then that also comes out with your past coming back to you. Yeah. And yeah. you can't quite shake it. The cop is part of the whole story and he's That's there true. at the end. Even, even like, if it is in, it, insignificant like it comes back it can bite you back in like the biggest way well yeah just think about what he well and also think about what he did when you know he was uh taken in by the man in the first place to take this one last mission yeah he thought he he thought he killed them all and he ended up uh he didn't check over the over the loss of that uh detention center to only to find oh some of the worst ones that were in there were were survived the blast yeah and that was the other thing i was so i was I was In other words, confused. it shows that he was slipping. I think that was another thing that was really confusing to me was did the did Jay Leno and Dick Cheney like know that those guys would survive? No, they wanted them no, dead. No, I don't think they, they had any semblance whatsoever. They pretty much contracted him to take out every single one of those people so it would be off the taxpayer's expense. Okay. And then when he failed... And then there were all these giant superhero battles in the middle. Pretty of much New because York remember and his then they reactions. Were like, okay, we have to take him out. Because remember when his reaction. Oh. Remember his reactions so are very shocking when he finds out. And first he finds out white light. He's like, "Holy shit! Okay. She survived." So I read it wrong. I thought the initial thing was for them to always wanting to kill him. It was only no, because no, no, no. They no. hired him to kill all the bad guys, okay. and then he failed, and it became this huge yeah, exactly. collateral damage. Like, and they didn't want their bosses to know that they had yeah. hired him. I like this book a lot more now. <laughs> See the, the entire the, the entire the entire thing behind it is he may be getting back into the groove by what they're doing and everything, but he's no longer the hero that he once was because he's obviously slipped. A lot of time has gone by. He probably would not have made that mistake like twenty or thirty years ago. But okay. quite quite honestly, he made a mistake here. Okay, and it's one that really is. It's like when your boss asks you to do a job that they're supposed to yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and then you do it, but you don't do it up to snuff, up to and snuff, then somebody yeah. needs to be blamed for it, so they fire you. Yeah, even exactly. though it's really cool. your boss. Alrighty, I guess I missed. <laughs> I think I missed a couple panels. So, okay, that makes a lot more sense, and now I like this book a lot more. Okay, <laughs> really? so now I okay. yeah. Well, so th- th- that, was, that really made the difference for you. Yeah, because I was going to talk about it in a little bit. So like we, we already talked about Butcher Baker, and I was, so now right. like, in the next segment we're going to continue talking about some of the characters. What right. about those villains? Which ones did you did you like the most? Which ones were the ones? That, I mean, you know, like which one do you think was kind of like you're like oh okay like that that one's kind of cool like indifferent because i think every, one thing he did very well was write characters that we've never really seen before like and well, kind of put him in his own like mm-hmm. um like jihad jones I, I think jihad was really compelling i think the others were really just there for window dressing to make cool scenes oh yeah they are yeah no no <laughs> so, yeah so that's what they i was were, but ask. they were what? but they were so self-aware and it was hilarious and true. it was funny so then i'll ask that which villain was is it Jihad Jones, your favorite, yeah, Maddie? Jihad or? Jones is my favorite. I don't think I have a favorite. I don't think I cared about any of them. Well, I guess I would say maybe White Lightning just because I really liked that moment of when she died. And that was her name, right? Yeah. I think um, White Lightning. Yeah, White. I wrote it down. Yeah. Um, White Lightning. Um, that moment where she was dead and he realized that he didn't know anything about her. He had like a you vague idea her. of yeah. her backstory. Exactly. And I just liked that idea that like suddenly he kind of cared for a moment. And he's this kind of tough guy who yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. But again, she was... She was not a real character. She was there to serve a purpose. She was yeah, sexual. Yeah. She was fierce. And then exactly. she was gone. And that absence meant something to the main character, who's really the only one we care about, if we're honest. Precisely. That's true. No, absolutely. <laughs> but I like sushi. And I know you like sushi. So tell us about sushi. 
Sushi. Uh, no, El Sushi was not my favorite, actually. My favorite was the Absolutely, actually. <laughs> oh, That's I right. did like the Absolutely, but the I don't really count was just her amazing him because as a there villain. was such an enigma about that she, he, whatever it was, but... Them. Force? It, a force. Which should, a should for, we just call it a, a force? force? Yeah, exactly. But what I loved about it the most was even at the end of it, when we were still thinking that we finally had its origin story, it turns out he said, nah, that story was just made up and everything. We still don't know exactly what its origin is. That was actually kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Funny? That was actually, well, it was sad because it was funny in the like, he made it do itself in. I mean, no, no, no. I I I thought it was funny because I I literally was just like, wow, is this real? And then he says it. I'm just like, okay. I thought it was funny because I was just like, I was like, man, that's a really, I mean, and, and I think that that was like my original complaint before was like like there's so much sex and so much you know right so much nudity and stuff like that I felt like it was just not needed and I thought that was kind of funny I was just like okay now we're going back to sex again and then I was just like oh it had nothing he's just a pervert like I think <laughs> yeah that's that's why I thought it was funny more of just okay. like I, was okay. just, I think it was more like, like it was like an internal thing to be like really like sex and all that stuff again and then it, but it was like okay that that was actually kind of funny. Like, well, what I, thought, like, I don't know what the fuck happened to her. Like, I was bullshitting her. <laughs> what I but thought the fact was geni- that she believed. What it. I thought was genius about that, that was that. Like, like, there's tragedy, but then yeah. it was just. What I thought was the genius behind all that was pretty much the same reason why he pretty much is besting all these villains. He made a mistake, but he still has it because eventually he 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 winds up getting the upper hand on every single one of them. Now, her in particular, I remember his first reaction when he realized she had gotten free. He's like, "Oh man, she got free too," and then. For for him to have been able to just make up that story when she actually she should have been able to see through the truth of all that right there because of who she was or it was or whatever you want to say, the fact that he was able to 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 to, to get her to off herself just with that BS story makes me think like wow he really hasn't lost it he may be rough around the edges and he may have flaws about him but I don't like the wording of that how she got you mean how she killed herself well and I think this is gonna get dark for a minute but I think. Two things about that are interesting and important. I think one that we all just started referring to her as she, because I think in that moment she is very female. Yeah. One, they do not show the male genitals in any of the panels at that point. Yeah, that's true. Um, any of the rape scenes, it's yeah, that was represented what I thought was kind female. of intriguing when he gave the story. They didn't show the ma- the male. And it's not like it's not because they weren't there. It's because of the the angles. Yeah, she just yeah. looked which female. very well they might have been there, but we just don't know that. And I think that that speaks to kind of the feminine in this book and overall and this idea too that this kind of almost omnipotent, interesting, yeah. Yeah. celestial, weird, cosmic being yeah. when confined to a female form and when, we'll say mentally since it didn't actually yeah. happen, raped, yeah. becomes nothing and wants to die. I mean, and I think that that yeah, says yeah. a lot <laughs> um, yes. just about females and about the female psyche and like yeah. what it means. And like, I think that this book, while it didn't have any strong female protagonists, actually does say some interesting and important things about women. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think much, that's so. that's one of them. And that like at that point, she takes back her power and becomes perhaps it again and then just ends it, yeah. which yeah. is like just crazy and like was very sad to me. But at the same time, like there was almost a relief to it yeah. because it needed that answer and it was never going to find it in a sick way. She like Butcher gave it, find her answer. Yeah. And like, Butcher gave, gave them this like she terrible, gross answer, but it was an answer and yeah. it was like this weird piece in yeah. a way. Yeah. Like, I think it's very sick of him, but like at the same time, no, yeah. it found peace. And Again, I, I didn't think the fact that he was lying was funny. It was just kind of no, like, it was just like, I was like, what? Like, I think it was just like a moment. Like, no, I, that was one the of the two. What? That was honestly, I think in the whole book, the thing that surprised me, like spoiler wise, I read it and was like, what? Like, oh yeah, shit. I know. Because it was that, a moment. It, yeah. it was a real moment. It was kind of like that astonishing funny. You were just like. like yeah. Well, especially after this whole story is kind of it, it, absolutely trying to figure out the answer. Yeah. And like I did, it, I wrote down this quote that was interesting too. Questions yeah. and answers, truth and lies, yeah. only perspective separates them. And I think that's Thank the you. point is that the One perspective the was drawn the into, yeah. and it's repeated yeah, 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 twice, yeah. I think. Um, the best lines. But the yeah. absolute perspective is brought into the story. Yep. And yeah. that controls it. One man's truth is not necessarily another man's. Yeah. I, I think a lot of this book was kind of like those moments where like, I, I don't know, I think this is like a right, like, um, I guess, um, why can't I think of this word? Example is like, you know how you, you watch, we have like all these movies where they always end at the end. We're like, oh, they were dreaming the whole time or they were dead <laughs> oh, the whole time. Yeah. It was kind of like a lot of those moments where you're just like that and you're just like, oh my God, are they doing this again? Like it, you, you feel like, like where you just kind of laugh at some moments. You're just like, you're like, wow, they, they just went there and you're just kind of like the moment like, oh, they were, they were sleeping just, just like 
the movie last week. Right. <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> so I, I think that, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know if that's the right example. But um, for, okay, so let's talk about the art. We're already uh, 30 minutes in. Uh, let's talk some art. This book, this, uh, the Mike art Huddle, oh, is art. Oh. amazing. It went from different genres to different tones to different like, yes. styles. Like crazy, crazy. And it, it didn't, it didn't. I didn't realize it until like halfway through. I was just like, why does this look different? And I went back and scrolled through and I was like, so far is there's like 10 different styles and like a different, yeah. like, like every single, um, like every single tone, like whenever a character is, I guess has a realization, there's a different, there's a different shift, especially the officer. Like there's one where it's like, where it's written or it looks like written on a legal pad, like a, yeah. like an officer's taking his notes and stuff like that. And then, well, I think the word irreverent is used too often these days, but I think the art style in this was absolutely irreverent. Like, I love that it didn't care. Yeah. Panel to panel could be vastly different. It was gorgeous. There exactly. was stuff in the margins. There was stuff everywhere. Like, it just felt very cool and very exactly. different. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it was absolutely phenomenal. It's gorgeous. The colors are amazing. I'll tell um, you right now, the one thing that stood out to me more than anything else was the color was probably more of a standout for me than anything else because so many of the panels, he would just have one or two things colored in it, and yet that stood out more than mm -hmm. anything else when it came to that panel. Yeah. What else has Mike Huddleston worked on? I'm trying to remember. Let me look up what, what else I Mike Huddleston... I can look Huddleston... it up right now. All right, sure? Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I got mine thing here too. <laughs> All I know is that one thing that was an issue during this book when it was coming out was there were a lot of delays between a lot of the a lot of the issues and after looking at many of these panels of art by Mike Huddleston I'm thinking like wow I can definitely see why there were some delays on this this he has was worked, like a massive amount of work he has worked a lot he has done a lot of amazing work um, I mean he did uh, the Deathstroke Marv, Marv Wolfman run in the oh, 90s okay uh, gorgeous as a gorgeous gorgeous series I mean everything he's touched I mean uh, the trick or treat um, the chapter one. Uh, I don't know if you guys read that graphic novel. It's amazing. Yes, or if you've seen the book. Then he also... Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's been doing the Strain uh, comics, and those are oh, absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Those are gorgeous. But, yeah, um, he, he is... He's a man of very, of very many talents, and he, this is the so. first book where... Very, a very prolific worker, yeah. I think this actually might be the best art that we've... Really? Any book that we've done. Really? Because of the fact it's like it's everything was so different, but every like it looked like a, a compl it looked like a completely different artist did every single like change. That's exactly what it is. And, and that's what I'm saying, is that that's it why it's my it favorite. It shows you the wide range that Huddleston has taken over over the years being an art the artist that he is. Yeah. I, I just I, I'm I, still blown away. I don't know. What do you think, Maddie? I, I think it was I mean, there's not really much <laughs> else to say other than that. It was incredible. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Yeah, I think it was just a really cool style, and it was Mike Huddleston to look at. You are awesome. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. And also, not to put a finer point on it, but in the in the graphic novel that you get that you guys can free, read from Image, they also have the many of the variant uh, covers. Yeah, and those variant covers yeah. are some of the most beautiful variants that I have ever seen. I, I very a, much suggest. I yeah, and we'll talk about the also that in a, a little bit. Let's let's talk about what this adds to independent comic books in general. Uh, just this kind of story because we have not read anything like this. The closest thing is Man vs. Rock, but Man vs. Rock is a cruder, not even a cruder. It's just more of a um, a. a um, Oh my god! I, I, like a shock comic, uh, shock comedy um, escapade, I guess is what Man vs. Rock is. Where this one has, you know, it has something to say. There's a lot of different, you know, um, just uh, thoughts and different ways that character, you know, that these characters, you know, kind of live and breathe a little bit. Like maybe not some, not all of them, but I mean, there's some of them. Like yeah. I understood, you know, there's four, four or five characters in this in this that you understand and you get a sense of and the and it really they have something to say or at least something that's prolific or really stands out so i'll tell you right now when it comes to the realm of independent comics i'm gonna divulge here for a minute and go over one particular thing that kept ringing in my head when i was reading reading this book the entire time was ironically a line that i had seen in the dark knight actually <laughs> die a hero or live long in it live long enough for yourself to become the villain. And yeah. I tell you right now, that's exactly what we see from Butcher Baker. Actually. Or live long and prosper. I'm kidding. Or live long and prosper, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, we see plenty of that kind of message in many superhero comics, especially from the big two. Honestly, I have 
been fraught to find something in the indie world that projects that kind of image for this kind of story. Yeah. And I think that's what this book provides. That's why I think it was such an eye-opener to me and why the shock and awe factor was just so... Even though it was quite blatant, it was effective. Yeah. One, well, the quote from the comic that matches what you're talking about. Guess you can find yourself trying everything if you end up living long enough. Yeah. Thank you. I love I that got line. You. <laughs> I love that line. One for me, something that I do want to talk about, because to me this was the biggest thing that I got out of the book and yes. my reading of it, uh, was just towards the beginning he has this moment where he says... Um, do any of us really know when it's the end of an era? And I think to me, that's what yeah. this book does for comics and just for everything. Um, that when you look at this on face value, this is such a degrading book for women. And you look at like most of the women are in their sex objects, they're yeah. whatever. Yeah. But looking at it from far away, it's actually kind of feminist in its own way. And I like that because sure. it talks about the end of an era is really him. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, true. He, no, like, absolutely. He's coming he, he, in and he, he's, yeah, he's the, he's the last generation. He's a yeah. generation going out. He's fulfilling this sort of, and I grew up on James Bond movies. So this is very complicated for me personally, right. but he's fulfilling this macho, American, you know, and, and he's Captain America, but without the idealism, yeah. <laughs> right. like he, or like, or like the thought process, I guess, of Captain America or, oh yeah, he's Captain America, but he doesn't Actually, just I'll stop and right think now. for a second. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now, in my opinion, I think he's the conglomeration of Captain America as well as the Watchmen's the comedian. Yeah, I, I, I got a ton of comedian vibes. Yeah, if I, I had to compare him to any yeah. character, absolutely. I got comedian as well. The comedian, yeah. but not like I don't believe Butcher would rape someone. No, like, no. that's not no, in no, his no, no. versus the comedian's terrible. But like he mentions, yeah, no, and he mentions, you know about Sylvia who like obviously he had a, a moment with and that was like really shocking and terrible yeah, and yeah. I thought that was an, an especially interesting especially when you find out what her power is and everything twist and, what was yeah. her power I don't think I caught that well technically well technically she's immortal she's she has kind of like Logan's powers in a way because how did you get where did you get that she was around the superhero world longer than he was oh oh, oh you mean no no she just has long life I think it's what that's you technically. Oh, Lo I see. That's I get that from the Logan. context now that you're okay. saying that. That's technically Logan. So it's like she has like longevity or well, whatever uh, you yeah. want. To say. Yeah. Okay. I thought you, I thought you meant that she can heal herself. No, <laughs> so, no, no, not the she, healer. She's not no. dead. No. <laughs> I see. Um, but yeah, he mentions um, I've never been in love, whatever that is. But she was a good fuck, and like this idea that you know it's yeah. this this man and he's super tough and yeah. he can't really yeah. be hurt and he doesn't fall in love, but he has sex with wonderful, beautiful women and yeah. like has like a, a faint affection for them, but it's not something tangible and like it's mostly like a a brief pause after they die yeah and like it's this classic which right. i think is very ingrained in american society yeah this masculine trope of like i don't feel anything i have this engine heart i'm made of metal i'm made of yeah. well, that I'm, other piece that i don't feel anything yeah, and yeah. i think that that's something that yeah. or, the, or they just think that they're the alpha and it's just terrible and that it was just kind of like that mentality it was just like well i can do anything i'm, I'm the american dream and whatever i i, I feel like that's the mentality that is a lot of, unfortunately, people have. Yeah, and like I think there's something good about it. You know, he talks about um, <laughs> I'm a giver, the kind of life where you take it as it comes. You find your moment of greatness. Sometimes you got to reach for it. Um, and like, where's the new glory? Where's the next mountain to climb? If I'm not a superhero anymore, what am I? And he has this kind of identity crisis at the yeah. same yeah, time absolutely. because that character, all he has is being a hero. He doesn't right. have a family. He doesn't have people that care about him. He doesn't have a purpose outside of That's being right. a soldier, basically. Well, I think he's just, oh, his mind is opening and no, he's no longer going to be poisoned by the man that he's finally kind of, kind of finding his way and finding, you know, and now listening to, and listening to, you know, listening to the other side you know, like, you know, villains and just being like, you know, I may not agree with you, but like you brings up some points. So maybe that's another. Jeff has his finger up. He's that's like, why I thought one of the most poignant things also that happened in the particular book was when his mind was melded with Willard's. Mm -hmm. When his mind got melded with Willard suddenly, then suddenly new perspective comes into his head right there. Yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was a very 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 strong point. Especially the ending, well, well like, and even the oh yeah, the absolutely saying your worst enemy is your mind's own resistance. That yeah. which you can identify, you can utilize, um, and really just kind of coming out of that. And like he talks about, I crash into myself hard, and like yeah. he's kind of his own worst enemy yep. in in its own way. Um, just like and and then another quote that kind of fit into that machoism is just a world full of bastards. I knew I, I had to be the biggest. <laughs> And it is. It's like the, the sound of all those years, all those de decades of decadence finally catching up with me. I think it's just that point that like yeah. that was the American ideal. That was yeah, the perfect yeah. man. And like women wanted to be with him. Men wanted to be <laughs> him. And it's true. I mean, you look at that. That's James Bond. Like yeah. so many oh, of these characters so. 
were that and like i'm not gonna lie i like a man with a hairy chest i'm attracted to butcher like sure (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mind you know having men draw naked as well as women for once ever (laughs) i don't know about the stash it works for him i don't know that it works for anyone else but (laughs) um but yeah i mean i don't know like i think it that trope served its purpose in our culture and our society but now we're at a point where men need to be more than that and yeah. women need more than yeah, that. I agree. And I think that this is kind of coming at that watershed moment and where comics can speak to that more than ever. Like we yeah. even talked about in, you know, one of our very recent podcasts about how like image used to be kind of, here's a bunch of naked people, like yeah. look at this cool stuff. But now it's saying it's kind of, you know, and I think that's where the satire and a little bit of the parody comes in. Here's a bunch of naked people. It's so much more than that. Wake yeah. up. And, and I think that that's another reason why like I was so off put before. And then now like hearing you, especially talk about it, like it is actually a little bit more powerful than when I, again, like when I was reading, I was just like, this is just a lot of naked stuff. I'm just tired. <laughs> of, I'm just tired of it. And, um, but again, like I'm not, I didn't see anything, I don't know because I'm just tired or just because I, I you know, it's just, I just didn't, but, um, you, you guys are making me like really, really like this book. And so, yeah. Like, and that's the thing is I'm, I am done with it. I'm just done with the kind of One always to, naked women yeah. and it's just tell a story. Thank you. Yes. And I think to that point, like, you're not, you and I know that way. Right. <laughs> like how, how we I'm like feminist with a capital F over here. So, hey, I'm, like, hey, I'm, I'm a feminist. Hey. I'm a, you know um, that. <laughs> but yeah, like to this point, like, I think it says, you know, um, and this kind of wraps up my end of an era thing, but you talk about when they're fighting naked at the end. And it's kind of yeah. everything stripped bare. Everything in this comic is stripped bare. Yeah, the tropes oh yeah, are stripped bare. The characters are stripped bare. And that's what I was saying. Like, they're both defensive. Like, they're both mm-hmm. listening to each other. They're both basically being like, I, again, it's it's the whole thing. It's like yeah. I'm putting, I put everything out there. This is just you and me here. And yeah, and then you have the no absolutely, yeah. which kind of is what makes it cerebral. And yeah. um, it says you, you know you know where you came from, and thus you have the tools to to discover your intended destination. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the sum up point. This is where we came from. This is what we've seen. This is what we've done. Where are we going next? Yes. What were you gonna say? You had your hand on the wall back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeff is like ready. Okay. What I was. You're referring to earlier, you were talking about how women need men to be more than just that nowadays. The ironic thing is I actually found that in that particular scene right there when he first gets to the island, when he makes mm-hmm. his getaway, and he's, well, he's doing the series <laughs> with that chick and everything. And then, of course, he can't get up to snuff anymore, and she's kicking him out, and she's saying, like, ah, god dang, you're used up. Get out of here, or something yeah, like I- that. And I'm thinking, like, wow, that pretty much sums up exactly what it is nowadays. And <laughs> he is at an end of an era, Boy, pretty bye. much, and where, where does he go from there, pretty much? I, I will give him that, like, like there are, there are a lot of naked women in this, but also they did not stop themselves from having naked guys as you know as, like, that's my policy i'm all about like so if you're gonna have nudity those... everybody has to be naked there yeah. was plenty of man go here, full so. spartacus so, so good for them so good bless for them. that show by the way if you want to see some <laughs> yeah, real life nudity spartacus. watch yes, spartacus. <laughs> everybody's naked already let's talk about the last thing that we usually talk about <laughs> psa yeah right uh so who do you think that this book is written for not children Definitely really not children i was I I, I I thought like once they hit pre-k you're like all right kid <laughs> definitely not young adults and definitely not children this is not for them okay what well, would you rather have the bernstein bears or would you or, or butcher baker righteous maker but yeah I, uh, I think it's i think it's really for people that are interested in diving into it i think yeah. you can like i mentioned before you can do a really like light take take on it you can just read it for face value and i think you're gonna yeah. be missing a lot yeah. and so people that are into just action and sex and violence sure exactly. would enjoy it just for that but i think everybody would else would really enjoy, enjoy just that cerebral quality it brings yeah. up a lot of questions and a lot of thoughts agreed tell us maddie uh <laughs> tell us maddie yes, <laughs> um would you recommend this uh to other females to read i would say yes and would i would say, say yes. go into it looking for more yeah. Because at first I do, and I do a lot of like double takes and I try to be really open to everything because I think we're not going to learn and we're not going to change unless we're doing that. And I think on face value, I had your reaction, Tyler, where I was like, whoa, this is just a lot of naked women. Yeah, right. And he's like, my, you know, period's seven minutes. So get ready, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they were yeah. also like whores. And I, I, there was an interesting point where he said, you know, like you did your job well. Yeah. yeah and yeah. now he's going to go do his job. And it was just like, it was an interesting thing. And, and talking to Joe Casey last week when he said yeah. he's really interested in jobs and, and working and yeah. like, what does that I saw mean the and like employment yeah. bit with him too yeah i thought that was really interesting but yeah like i, I think you definitely See, have to look into it because face value 
this is some sexist stuff right here. Oh, yeah. But like, if you're looking at what it's saying, I really do feel like it's actually speaking really positively about like what is outdated, yeah. what is not good anymore, and what are we going to do about it? Out with the old and or with the what new, it, right? Or how do we tell when it's an end of an era? Exactly. And I think we're there. I mean, yeah. especially oh, I to get a little political at the end, you look at what's happening today with women yeah. standing up. The, the word of the year was feminism this yeah. year. Well, the it, silence it, breakers were times people of the year. Like it is yes. the end of an era and the beginning of something new. And I think this comic is coming yes. at a time that it speaks very loudly to that in a way that is very unexpected yeah. and that I wouldn't have thought of. And we don't like to get political <laughs> on here, but also there was some also some crazy news that happened as well about some stuff. So anyways, yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, this book is kind of like one of those things where it's just like, yeah, this is how you recognize and stuff like that. So it's kind of like the, you know, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, I guess, if the Dark Knight Rises was good. Um <laughs> Whoa, Sorry. whoa, step back. Um, I, I do, um, <laughs> wait, you, you did say something I actually wanted to um, talk about. I forgot what it was. Oh, see, and that's why we kind of do the, that. sorry, it was you. This is, uh, Jeff, this is why <laughs> we do the podcast like this, where we do the interview first and then the, the thing later is because we get little tidbits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm beforehand and I, like and that's why i like asking more about the writer like what is in thought process and stuff like that and i think that made this book kind of a little cooler because again the profession thing mm -hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't have caught that but i think now it's like it's even cooler to kind of go yeah. like, that's just me though you see it that that's why i like the our format no, 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 I think that, <laughs> where most that's... people like read the book first and ask the question then ask questions <laughs> right and that's a fine go way to against do it the too, stream but now that i look back on it yes this is the perfect way to do it actually yeah okay so who's this book for jeff I would say this is definitely one that not so much if you're looking for for an anti-hero story, but if you it, it, it would be the comic book crowd that is definitely looking for something that yeah turns the superhero genre inside out. Okay, especially oh, for for, yeah. for for ones that want to. It's almost like It's almost like superhero deconstructivism yeah. is what it is yeah. to me. Because I'll tell you right now, everything that we know about superheroes and everything, everything that we've come to to hold dear about them, I think this book pretty much deconstructs, reconstructs, and throws inside and out what all what all yeah. your assumptions are. Yeah. Com combined with a little bit of uh, um, pl political messages here yeah. and there, a little bit of the satire and Social parody, messages, yeah. and a whole lot of feminism there too. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And of course, a whole lot of a whole lot of naked flesh. Let's be honest. <laughs> Everybody gets it all. Everybody, Everybody wins here. It. Which is why I'm glad that you, that, you know, that you guys had like completely convinced me that this is a way better book than what I. We <laughs> my turned him around. I know. If you're not sure how you feel about Butcher Baker, call us. We'll yeah, convince right? you. You love it. No, we will convince you. And it is really good. And I, my my thought or my. Yeah, I was completely wrong in the beginning. So I'm very glad that I well, got... I think that speaks to the book. It brought in your horizons is what it did. Yeah, yeah. and any true art is going to have... It's going to make you have different opinions, and yeah. it's going to bring anything, up this, things. If anything, this was an exercise showing that what is on the surface is not necessarily what is seen between the lines. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what we helped you see was a little bit more between the lines of what's going on with this. Yeah. I, 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 and I, this definitely... This book is definitely not just stuff on the surface. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. you can definitely say someone reads this book off the base like, oh my God, this is just a bunch of uh, hot, sweaty <laughs> flesh and everything and nothing more yeah. and everything. But when you really look between the lines, it's like there's actually some interesting stuff being talked about here. And, and that's, what's, that's what's important about comics as well. Just yeah, in and I'll throw out too, to your point, Jeff, just about like that it really turns the superhero trope and genre on its head. Very and the much so. Bond thing on its head. And I'll say that it does it in a way that like you compared it earlier and I totally agree to the comedian. Yeah. I think the comedian is like as bad as it can go. You know, like you yeah. have this hero who's just turned yeah. into kind of a terrible person. You see this dark side and there's a dark side to Butcher. Mm. He enjoys the violence a little too much. He's a little sadistic, but yeah. like he has vices, but it never gets too dark. Like, yeah. I think it, it, it reveals who a hero really is and says that nobody's really, I think there's a line that's no one's as divine as they want to be. Yeah. But at the same yes. time, it doesn't like make you feel like the world's the worst place ever and you can't live it in anymore. And I yeah. think that's something that I appreciate is that there's something yeah. weirdly hopeful about him going out in a blaze of glory at the end. Yeah. Because what happens in a blaze of glory, you have something better. There's like a yeah. Phoenix that comes out of it. You know, like, I don't know. Like I felt like it was still hopeful while really putting under investigation a lot of things that we take for granted. Yeah, exactly. But then he was dead and asleep at the end. So that's, that was kind of, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and then he woke up. Yeah. And then, uh, and so, yeah, who I think this is, I think this is written on, I think this is for people who. A very awake Tyler who's had lots of yeah, caffeine. Right. Love this people story. who, people who have slept, 
Uh, this is definitely a book coffee. for people who have people slept. People who have had coffee. And I've had coffee, <laughs> Don't too. Don't read this when you're tired. Yeah. Um, yeah just, just for something, if you want something that has a little bit of social commentary, something that's kind of deep and funny and weird, uh, or if you if you kind of want to better yourself and you like, you know, just seeing boobies all the time, and then you, <laughs> you and get you would like intellectual to have stimulation and some other stimulation. Yeah. And you see tallywhackers, too. Yeah. If you yeah. want, if you want to see, if you want to see, you know, which I'm gonna, if totally... you want to see genitalia, and then also kind of open your mind a little bit at the end. Side point <laughs> that I'm sorry for interrupting, but like I was very also confused by the proportions sometimes though, because Butcher, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm a woman, I'm gonna mention this. He's giant, and like sometimes he's bigger than another. You know, like it depends on the drawing. Yeah, I know. But like I'm guessing that that he's was flaccid most of the time he's because a, he's like a grower. Well, well, remember, I think so. Well, remember technically, but also he... he would just decimate someone. Like it's well, scary. Remember technically he is. <laughs> He would be considered a metahuman because he does have that, he does have that heart thing going. Which on well, I mean, that one so. girl twenty three times—that's a lot. Yeah, that's that true. too. Well, <laughs> twenty three times—that's already. That's, that's like. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, and I loved how she's call like, me, butcher. She's all like, okay, okay, I think twenty three is my limit. Now, <laughs> right. So. I can glad. Sorry, my yeah. dude. Exactly. I can gladly say that my mind has been changed, and I really do like this book. I really ha- I appreciate it a lot more. So. Yay. Yay. That's the importance of this podcast. So that's what I like. So the more you know, exactly. Right? I have the nothing. You know. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely suggest go and read this one. Like yeah. this yeah, is well worth the read. It's in a trade. Agreed. It's got awesome, awesome art. It's something that you will, you know, prep your friends before you give it to them. But yeah, then exactly. Share it with your friends. If you like this, I feel. I feel like that. If you like this, then definitely go for Guns of Blazing and Man of Versus Rock. Yeah, yes, I would say Guns of Blazing so. actually has a lot of parallels with this too, and yeah. like a way less insane way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Guns of Blazing is more like fantasy. It, it's this more, it's more fifties, where this is more like crazy seventies. Yeah, yeah. And there's like you know not nudity in that one. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Big difference. Alrighty. <laughs> you have anything else? Uh, I just say go out there and get it. If anything, if you are a love of, lover of artwork, the variant covers alone will just yeah. amaze you just by the strong the the sharp coloring. Perfect. It's just, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> All right, Maddie. What more can be out. said? All right. Well, thanks for listening in. Our podcasts are available on iTunes and any other podcast app. And, of course, our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. We have articles, video series, and other podcasts available for you to enjoy. And check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we stream on Twitch. The intro is provided by bensound.com. You can buy Butcher Baker, the Righteous Maker, at pretty much everywhere. It's from Image Comics. Check it out. There's a trade now. You have no excuse. Tell us what you think. Let us know. Um, You can go on our website and leave us some comments. Uh, So come in and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG! American made. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's some nice music. (laughs)